So, welcome to Inside the Booth Special Edition um, with yours truly. Uh, it's Dust. Um, Cody, Lucas, and Vernon will not be on this episode. They are off doing uh, less um, important stuff than uh, recording a podcast that no one listens to. Um, so, anyway, this episode is going to be on the Bengals, um, what their status is, uh, trade deadline stuff, and just basically an overall summary of how shitty um, their organization is right now um, and try to look on the bright side of things somehow. So anyway, as you probably know, um, the Bengals, they recently just lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars um, going 0-7. The game started out pretty close. Uh, They went 7, they were up 7-6 the second quarter. Um, but couldn't hold on, unfortunately, I guess, because uh, Andy Dalton threw three interceptions within a five-play uh, period, and that pretty much uh, shut it down for him. So they end up losing um, to go 0-7. Uh, they now have a 19% chance of getting the number one pick, and a 91% chance of record or of uh, going in a top five. So some good news there. Um, so as you know, probably know the NFL trade deadline's coming up in a week. Um, some trades have already been made. Uh, the 49ers just traded for Emmanuel Sanders about a couple hours ago. Uh, good crafty receiver. Um, has been on my fantasy team the last couple of years and always does decently good. Besides that, he's a pro's pro. Um, and then Mohamed Sanu goes to the Patriots, uh, former ba- former Bengal. Um, he went for a second rounder, which is overpaying. Emmanuel uh, Sanders went for. It was him and a fifth, I believe, for a third and the fourth. Um, but Mohamed Sanu goes for a second round, second round to the Patriots. Um, I can only imagine the plays that Bill is going to write up with Mohamed Sanu throwing the ball. Uh, he's a very talented receiver, even at his age. Um, the Patriots are going to put him to good use. But uh, looking on the Bengals, um, they really needed to do something. Um, the only trade the Bengals have ever made in an in, in-season uh, in-season trade at the deadline uh, since 1972 was Carson Palmer. He was dealt in 2011 to the Oakland Raiders um, pretty much just because he was tired of the Bengals shit. Um, and I don't blame him. So he goes to the Oakland Raiders in 2011, and he is the only player to be traded uh, since 1972, 
which ironically is right around the time when Mike Brown was put in charge of the Bengals. So um, it just kind of goes to show you uh, how Mike Brown runs his team. He's not going to go out and sign people. Um, he's not going to sell off his favorite players, Cincinnati's favorite players. And look, the thing is, we all love AJ Green. We all love Carlos Dunlap. We all love Geno Atkins. Most of us love Andy Dalton. Um, all of us love Joe Mixon. But the thing is, we're 0-7. And things are not looking good, as you might imagine. Um, so first, AJ Green. Uh, He's probably the hottest commodity out of pretty much all of our assets. Um, Packers have showed interest in him um, before the trade. Uh, the Patriots were looking at him, and also the 49ers were looking at him. Um, besides the Packers, I can see maybe like the Panthers um, trying to go for him. Um, there's... Uh, maybe like the Chiefs, um, although they do have Tyreek Hill, I doubt they would try to get an offensive piece. Um, but anyway, uh, the Packers would probably be the best spot for AJ. It's just, like Cincinnati, it's a small market, um, very well-run organization. Um, and I think he would enjoy Green Bay um, as much as he does Cincinnati, even though he has stated that he loves it here in Cincinnati. Um, and going to be honest, AJ, I don't know what you love about Cincinnati. Like at least the organization part, I understand that your family's here and everything. Um, but man, we don't deserve you at all. Um, I mean, you've been the best player on our team since you were drafted, basically. Um, I want you to win a ring. Um, and Muhammad Sidney got a second rounder. Okay. Mohamed Sanu, a second rounder. And so if we could get a first rounder for AJ Green and we could get maybe a fifth rounder with AJ Green along with that, um, I mean, if someone calls up and asks the Bengals and offers them a first rounder, you have to take that. You, you have to. Like I don't, I don't care how good AJ Green is. He has been injured since. I mean, I don't even know the last game he played healthy. It was last last season, I guess. Um, about midway through the season, I don't think he's played a full season since 2016. Um, and yeah, as good as he is, as talented as he is, as good as person as he is, they can't allow that the Bengals can't allow that to be the ultimatum in deciding whether to trade him or not, because they have to look forward to rebuilding this team. And usually that starts off with one of your, one of your more talented players, that being AJ Green. Um, so you can trade him and get a, get some draft picks for him. Uh, maybe a first, um, in a conditional pick. And then also uh, Carlos Dunlap. 
Um, he's getting up there in age. Along with AJ Green, AJ will be 32 next season. I believe Carlos Dun- Dunlap will be 31 um, or 32. And so Carlos, he's always been a very, very reliable defensive end. Um, he's not going to wow you per se. Like he's not going to have those amazing stats. But I mean, dude's been averaging like eight sacks a year for at least like five years um so he would be a very good defensive piece i could see kansas city going after him um really any team that needs defensive help um or defensive end help uh he'd be a very valuable trade asset i think for carlos we could get maybe a second if not, at least definitely a third, um, third and a sixth, third and a fifth. Um, Tower Eifert, I mean, I'm a big Tower Eifert fan. We all remember how good he was back in 2015. Uh, he led the league in touchdowns, I believe, at least by tight end. Um, yeah, he's... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he scored like 12 um, back in 2015. And ever since then, he's been injured every single year. Uh, last year was real bad. He was looking really good last year. Um, and then he suffered that injury against the Falcons. So for Tyler, um, I could definitely see that Patriots trying to go after him, even though they just signed uh, Mohamed Sanu. Um, if we... Honestly, if we get like a fourth, a fourth and a fifth, I think that'd be more than fair. Um, I mean, he's been injured every single year. Uh, so he, he, he might be gone after this year anyway. Um, so I'd like, I'd like to get something for him. And then uh, Joe Mixon, I know everyone loves Joe Mixon. Um, but even he is expendable at this point. Running backs nowadays, um, you can put really any running back that you draft, um, in the draft out there, and he's going to produce the same, give you similar, uh, similar stats as Joe Mixon has put up this year. I know last year he was very good. Um, but with this offensive line, you can just tell he doesn't trust it. He doesn't trust his offensive line of all, all at all. He doesn't trust Elton. Um, and is he's only averaging three point right on the dot, three yards of carry compared to four point seven last year. Um, I'm not saying we should give up on Joe, but if if a team offers you, uh some picks for him i would strongly consider it uh detroit just got some bad news with carry on johnson uh he's gonna be out for the year so i mean detroit they might be able to make a playoff run um depending on the rest of their games go and they could really use joe mixon um to push that so if you could get him it would probably take a really high 
uh, draft pick per se. I mean, I would say second round, second and third for Joe, um, and maybe like a like a player back. I don't know. Um, I doubt they trade him anyway, but I'm just giving out scenarios. A second and third, I think, would be sufficient um, for Joe Mixon. And then Geno Atkins, probably our last big uh, trade asset. Um, He's, I think, like 32, 33. Um, He's declining, not like a lot, but he is declining um, because of the age. He just can't go out there and produce like he once used to. Um, Don't get me wrong. He's still good. He's ranked ninth um, overall in defensive linemen. Um, And he had a very good game last week uh, against Jacksonville. Got got two sacks. Um, But any any team that needs defensive help, again, Kansas City, um, that's really the only team I can think of right now just because Kansas City's defense is so bad. Uh, Maybe Texans. Uh, I could see them trading for uh, Gino Atkins just because they lost uh, Clownley. Um, but for Gino, I would definitely say like a third, um, second or third along those lines. Uh, you're not going to get a first for a 33-year-old defensive lineman. But you really, my point is you really need to just acquire as many draft picks as you can um, for this 2020 and 2021 draft because that is when your window is going to be opened. In 2021, hopefully, um, you either get, with this draft, a top quarterback, Joe Burrow, to uh, Herbert, just anyone. Um, My personal opinion, I want Joe Burrow. If not, I would like to... uh, um, because the way this league is evolving is you need a mobile quarterback. Um, while Joe Burrow is not as mobile as Tua is, um, he can do the job. And when put into the right scheme, uh, Joe Burrow uh, is looking amazing right now. So with the number one quarterback, uh, you build through the draft. You got to be focused on your next core of players. And not focused on the players that were good in 2015, like Duke Cobing and Ryke Brown. I feel like I feel like they're still trying to win with that group, and I don't know why. Um, you signed Giovanni Bernard, gave him an, gave him an extension, and this year he has 16 catches and 43 yards on the ground. Why did you give him an extension when you're not using him? Same thing goes for CJ Uzama. Why are you using him, or why aren't you using him when you gave him an extension? Last year, he had 43 catches. This year, through seven games, he has eight. Um, so it really does not make any sense what they are doing they don't have a plan it doesn't seem like are they trying to tank right now i don't think they're trying i think they're actually trying to win but the 
they're just so bad right now that they're losing all the games and it doesn't help that uh there's a lot of injuries um on the offensive line on the defense and well aj green and john ross so you're pretty much playing with the skeleton crew out there um but honestly i don't think it's gonna be as bad as everyone feels like i said if they do it right and i pray that they do it right they get joe burrow to uh get some draft picks their draft picks in turn are going to help the Bengals be more competitive. We're not going to go 0-17 next year. You can write that down. If you show some progress, uh, more free agents are going to be interested in Cincinnati. Um, But the thing is, you have to show that you are moving forward as an organization because good free agents are not going to want to come to Cincinnati if... It's been the same Cincinnati like it has it like it has been for the last fifteen plus years. This off season, this past off season, you showed that you were willing to move on from Marvin Lewis. You gave Zach Taylor a chance. Um, I still believe in Zach Taylor. I mean, I know it's, he's zero and seven, but this roster is bad. Um, you got to give him time to put his players in and to put the guys he wants in. Jim Turner, on the other hand, get that guy the fuck out of town. The offensive line has been horrendous this year. Worse than last year. And last year, we were a bottom five offensive line in the league. And we made some moves this year. We got John Miller. You know, Trey Hopkins is playing very good. Um, But we re-signed Bobby Hart. I don't understand that. That was mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. You paid the dude $10 million to start, and you, we know how bad he was last year. Jonah Williams, unfortunately, gets injured. You can't help anything about that. Cordy Glenn, he's a, he's a bum. He's not going to play for us again. Um, he wasn't good anyway, so I really don't care. But you can draft offensive linemen in the later rounds. You don't need to draft an offensive lineman in the in the first round and here's why. Well, just look at the pedigree of offensive linemen that the Bengals have drafted in the first round. Cedric Abwehi, Billy Price, Eric Fisher in the second or third round. Um the last good one they drafted was Kevin Zeitler. And then they traded them to the uh I can't remember who traded him to, but he eventually is on the Browns. Um, and then he goes somewhere else. And the last good one that we had besides him was Andrew Whitworth. And that pretty much has set this going all downhill. And now we are left with the aftermath of the Andrew Whitworth list Bengals um, in their offensive line right now, which is horrible. And which leads into uh, the Andy Dalton conversation. Um, breaking news, this is Andy Dalton's second to last year of being the Bengals' starting quarterback. 
Um, might be the last year, depending on what they decide to do. I'm assuming they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round um, with their number one or number two pick. Um, and the thing is, I've never believed in Dalton. I'll admit that. Um, for years, I've been saying, you're not going to win with Andy Dalton. Um, he was last good in 2015. And that's when the rest of the team was very good. Um, not to contradict myself, but if you put the right pieces around Andy, you can win with him. But they have to be the perfect pieces, the perfect scheme, and the perfect pretty much everything for you to have success with Andy Dalton. We know what he is without AJ Green. Um, He's an average quarterback. Uh, he's shown that time and time again. When you need to win a big game, he doesn't come through. And it's time to move on from Andy Dalton. I know he's a great guy. I hope nothing for the best from him. He's going to start for another team um, for a little bit anyway. He's good enough to start, but he's not a franchise quarterback as we have seen. So, anyway, that's my Andy Dalton take. He's not going to be here for very for very much longer anyway. I hope not. Um, he's up for an extension uh, next year. So, I hope Mike Brown does the right thing and sees that you're not going to with him um so anyway yeah if Andy Dalton can get traded to maybe I don't know the Bears um anyone else that needs a quarterback that's been injured uh Panthers maybe I mean they're looking pretty good with Kyle Allen right now but I don't know if you want to have that rookie quarterback going into the playoffs um with Cam Newton being injured and everything um but if you get you know, an offer for Andy Dolan, I would strongly advise taking that. Um, but anyway, I guess looking forward, uh, it's not hopeless for the Bengals. It's just there's a lot of things that they need to do, and I don't know if I have faith in Mike Brown and Duke Tobin and uh, Katie Blackburn to get the job done just based on the history based on they haven't shown that they have a plan this year just with the moves that they've been making I mean it, it, the CJ Uzama and Giovanni Bernard thing they make no sense because they're not playing why are you paying the money when they're not doing anything um the AJ Green thing and saying that you're not willing to trade him, that does not make any sense at all. Okay. He's going to be 32 next year. He's been injured every single year since 2016. He's very good still when he's healthy. He's very good. He can benefit another team very well. I have no doubt in that. Um, 
but you need to use him as an asset to build your team for the future because you are not winning with the same core that you had in 2015. You need to look at the core guys that we have right now, whether it be Tyler Boyd. Um, you could throw Joe Mixon in there. Um, again, running backs are expendable in this league. Um, you look at maybe Jesse Bates. He's having a down year, but I think with – just a better defensive team, You're, he's going to play um, good around better players. Uh, William Jackson, uh, you look at John Ross. Um, the thing about John Ross is, we, I, don't think, I don't think we know what he is yet. Um, there hasn't been enough games where he's been healthy to where we really see what he is. And what we have seen, and he he is lightning in a bottle. He can go off for six catches, 150 yards and two touchdowns, or he's going to be like a two catch out of eight um, with a couple drops. And the thing is at the end of the day, he's going to catch those balls more often than not. So he was your number nine pick um, ahead of Patrick Mahomes, by the way. Which still kills me, but you gotta ride. You gotta ride with that dude. He was your first round draft pick. Um, you gotta give him a chance to play, and Zach Taylor has. Fortunately, um, it's not a Marvin Lewis fiasco like it was last year, and we never got to see him. But I believe he is talented. I mean, you can't teach speed, and he obviously has it. Um, if he can even be close to anything like a Deshaun Jackson, that's going to be a success for the Bengals. So you have Tyler Boyd, John Ross, and Anand Tate has made leaps this year over last year. Again, he was probably in Marvin Lewis's doghouse last year. But, I mean, there's no one else on the team besides AJ Green that can make the type of catches Anand Tate has. Yeah, he doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have the agility. But you throw it, you throw it up there, um, he's going to go get it. He's 6'5". He's long. He can make ridiculous athletic catches. Um, so, I mean, honestly, those three receivers, they're going to give you weapons on offense. And along with Joe Mixon, you get some offensive linemen in, like, the third, fourth rounds, you're going to be good on offense. As for defense, you need linebackers. You need linebackers, okay? Nick Vigil, yeah, he's he tries hard. He runs fast. But there's not much he can do. He can't cover. He can barely tackle. He he pretty much tries hard and flies around the field. Um, but he's just not very good, unfortunately. Um, so he's probably not going to be back uh, in the future, at least. He's not a core player. Um, Preston Brown, he's just he's pretty much just there. Um, he has a couple decent plays a game. Um, he had a good play against Jacksonville, stopped him fourth, fourth and goal last, last week. But he's on, he's like 30, 31. He's, you're not going to build around him. Um, so you really need to draft uh, a linebacker or go out and sign a decent free agent. Um, they had a, had a chance to this year, but... As we know, uh, they didn't. So I would say 
uh, a second round linebacker would uh, be great. Um, either that or an offensive lineman. Either way, you're going to have to get a free agent. And you can get better linebackers in free agency than offensive linemen just because offensive linemen are such a commodity in the NFL. But, yeah, I mean, you have those weapons on offense. Defense, you make a couple of adjustments. Um, we have a very promising defensive line with Carl Lawson. I mean, Ryan Glasgow is a good player. Andrew Brown. Um, they, we have people. We just need better players for the future. Because right now, we're playing with old players or we're playing with rookies that don't know what they're doing. Um, although Jermaine Pratt uh, has played pretty decent and I have high hopes for him in the future. So maybe you, you only need to go get one linebacker in free agency and you can draft an offensive lineman in the second round. Either or, it doesn't matter, but you need to do something or we're just going to be the same shitty Bengals year after year, maybe go seven and nine, six and 10, be an NFL purgatory and just remain there. And I'm just really tired of being stuck in the middle um, of all the teams. Like I actually want to win something in Cincinnati I just don't know if Mike Brown does because all it seems he cares about is the bills and that doesn't keep the fans happy. And he needs to do something. Duke Tobin needs to do something because the last Bengals game, they said there was like 43,000 people there. I'm wonder where they got that number from. Um, I guess that's probably the number of tickets that they sold, but to people at the game, there was probably no more than 30,000. Um, and I saw that today, that the Bengals are only filling up like 71% of their stadium, which is, I think, the second lowest out of all the NFL teams besides the LA Rams or the LA Rams and Chargers just because it's LA and um, the sports teams out in LA, they typically typically don't do very well just because it's California and there's plenty of other stuff to do. But yeah, um, I guess that's pretty much concludes this episode. Um, next week we have the Rams out in London. Um, I, I mean, I don't expect anything from this game. I think we're going to get beat like 28 to seven. It, it won't be a game. Um, hopefully Jim Turner's gone by the end of next game. If not, then hopefully by the end of the year. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Um, we'll have a couple more episodes this week, hopefully. And 
Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Go Bengals.